when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hi, I'm Helen Holliman, Editor-in-Chief of Munchies, and welcome back to the latest installment in our Austin series of Munchies, the podcast. We've been exploring what's left of old Austin and digging into the destination city that it's becoming. Today, we're experiencing a Texan pastime, waiting in a long barbecue line at Micklethwaite Craft Meats on Austin's east side with some very special guests. None other than the band The Deftones. After we placed our order for fatty brisket, jalapeno cheese grits, ribs, and sausage, we sat down over smoked meats to hear about their most terrifying and delicious road stories, Riders, and their latest album, Gore. I heard y'all like barbecue. I, I'm a fan. I'm not back in. <laughs> I do. What's your go-to barbecue? Um, well, it has to be a vegetable because I'm a vegan. That's Sergio Vega, who uh, plays bass. <laughs> we, picked, we picked the right place today. Awesome. I don't know. Corn? No. Yeah. I don't know. Skewers? I don't mind, though, right? <laughs> Where is everybody living these days? I live in Sacramento. Abe Cunningham, uh, the drummer. You, sir? Where do you live? Uh, I live in Lower Manhattan. Sergio again. Yes. I'm um, in Los Angeles. Stephen Carpenter, guitar player. So, where are you about? Oregon. Chino Moreno, the lead singer. How do y'all do it? I mean, you we have... don't. This is what we do. We yeah. get together to do this stuff. <laughs> it's tough. It really is tough. I, I, I had this conversation earlier. You know, I said, uh, Stephen, you know, guitarist we, uh, again. We we get together when when we work. Otherwise, everybody's living lives and got their families and friends and and we don't really do much outside of outside of our our obligations not because we don't think there's any desire just you no know, life life doesn't doesn't allow you to be desirable Proximity. too much <laughs> this is a food show so um you know we talk to people about like you know everything from how food intersects different parts of pop culture um do you guys have a writer like what's on your writer what are you eating on tour? Oats. <laughs> oats. We have a lot of oats. Yeah. Our rider doesn't really represent what we actually eat, though, because we always order out when we actually want something. <laughs> no, yeah, we're talking, I mean, that's coming from a man that orders so much produce and has a juicer sitting out there and maybe maybe makes one juice. And he doesn't want to clean the juicer, so we end up like... Yeah, let 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 it be said. Let let let's not let this all get misinterpreted because I do love juicing and I love to clean up, but the backstage environment at all these venues does not offer you a proper juicing facility where you have a sink to rinse shit out and shit to throw it away. You can't just be juicing shit up in a dressing room where you're gonna throw all away this extra shit. You make a huge mess and stink up the room. It's a process. But the thought is there. It's a, it is definitely a process. And, and and who wants to juice up some old wilted up produce that's been laying on the counter all afternoon? It's not even properly so it's handled. Just oats. Produce. Y'all just have oats. You oats walk and in. And, it's just, yeah, and some, yeah, some just like nice raw beer, oats, maybe a little uh, oatmeal. No? <laughs> raw. Raw. Yeah, and almond raw? food, a lot of pizza. Mexican food. Mexican food. Definitely Mexican food. Lots of drinks. Right 
Oh, I'm the writer. Yeah. Oh, I told you. The Albert Cor tuner. You have that tune in the little thing. On it that would just is. It's just what that stuff is, though. It's it's mostly the, the drinks, waters and sodas, uh, and there was a time back in the day when we actually had pretty interesting writer. You know, it was like, well, you know, we can oh we can we can ask for things and actually get it. So we kind of like you know, whoa, we're, you know, like Rolexes, uh, underwear, the finest uh, six hundred, eight hundred count uh, thread count sheets. But, but we kind of outgrew that. You know, I mean, because you, 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 you can ask for whatever you want, but then you realize you're actually paying for it too. That's so, right. so That's right. just, it's pretty basic. I mean, you know, there's water, there's coconut Perrier. water, Perrier. You know, we got some coconut water, like, tequila, beer, tequila, Hendrix, beer water, finest soda. wines. You know, but to make guacamole, we'd make guacamole a lot on the road. Frank, ma- Frank makes the best guac. Avocados, garlic, lemon, cilantro, maybe some tomatoes. Lemon. Yeah. No lime. No. no. Really yeah. interesting. Um, Jalapenos. When you first, the first year you guys started out, what were you eating? Because I mean, if you're juicing right now, no, I'm not juicing. No. First starting out, microwave burritos. He has the means to juice. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, over the years, like, how has your diet changed? Oh, it's it's all. changed for me. Yes, yeah. so as, as I got older, I've had to eat healthier, and you know, and you end up appreciating food and vegetables and stuff. So yeah. I mean, we do we, we, we do have healthy snacks. We always have almonds. I will say that. We always have almonds, um, like raw almonds. We always have a lot of fruit. So, you know, it's all, you know, and everybody picks up that stuff all day. I mean, even in rehearsals, we have like a kind of like a little craft services area when we're uh, doing like serious rehearsals. And it usually consists of like some sort of trail mix, right? Yes. We're, 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 we're somewhat, we try to at least be conscious of that kind of stuff. Aging, aging. <laughs> Age, you know, a bit, hey. At the end of the day, the show must go on. You have to have some degree of health in, in order to keep keeping on, you know. And we get loose. I mean, come on, we're, we're definitely not prudes. We get down. We get loose. How do you get down with food? Well, I mean, you got come on. Well, the food enables you to, to get down. You need to have the food in order to, to you know do do your thing. So, what is your uh, get down food? Microwave burritos from Seven <laughs> Eleven. No, def- definitely not. You know what? I mean, I'm just talking about. I, my mom was a chef. I grew up in kitchens. And I love restaurants. I love kitchens. I love food. We all love. We're, we all, you know, we eat. We love to eat. We we um, we take take it seriously, you know. Um, and especially traveling, you know, over the world, you know, traveling the world over these, over years. But there was a time, even in the, in the in the states, when you you know you could go, you couldn't find a salad in Texas. And I was a vegetarian back then. Whatever, you know. And you're trying to. You might want to tell the great Texas uh, story about the beef jerky. <laughs> long, long time ago, yeah. So I was I was vegetarian for a really, really long time. Um, we were, we were, we were in school it? together since hey. we were. No, uh, you tell the story. Hey, but hey. I'm just going to put it in perspective that okay. I've known him since we were about 11, 12 yeah. years old, and since I'd known him, he had been okay, a vegetarian. And we were in, uh, and so the, forward to like you know eight years later, whatever it was, we were one of our first tours. Yeah, and he uh, was a vegetarian. And go, and go. So here we are. We're in Texas in a van, just you know, living life, being wild, and um, you, you anywhere you know in the highways of Texas, you can just pull over and you know buy chickens or buy beef jerky or whatever you know. But the finest beef jerky. So we were living on about five bucks a day, you know, PDs, and you could make that last. Maybe get a forty ounce and maybe you know, yeah, some burrito or something like that. But long story short. Uh, he bought some jerky, saved up his PDs for a few days, and it was like twenty bucks. That was a lot of money back then for like you know some really nice jerky. Anyways, long story even shorter. So we're driving, and then driving, driving. We're all faded. Not the driver, of course, but 
Um, and we, anyways, we wake up the next morning, and uh, he at the hotel. He gets out, and his bag, his beef jerky bag, was like a pound of it. It fell out and it was empty. And he's like, "Oh man, what the you know what the fuck? My fucking beef jerky, man. Wait, that's you know, beep beep beep. Yeah. Like, so there's no way in hell it could have been me because I was a vegetarian. He's like looking everywhere, you know. And lo and behold, it was me. That's my story." <laughs> he broke his uh, he broke his shit since then I was here in Texas yeah it was there were two veggies on the road and uh, it couldn't have been us so he got scathing looks and daggers even though I hardly ever touched beef jerky yep Wait, how did it taste it was, it in was, that moment? Oh, it was so succulent. It was that was dry as a bone, but it was still succulent because I hadn't had that in my in my I hadn't had that in, in me in so long. It was it was some, one of the most amazing experiences he hasn't had, he hasn't had in, in life, and I and I um, I still reflect on that time frequently. Wow, well, I mean, today's the day. I think. Oh, I'm about to, yeah. yeah, I'm about to uh, yeah. I think I'm about it's, to take a bath in this barbecue over here. Must be. I mean. We live in an age of technology. We can FaceTime, we can do conference calls, but how was it writing this album, being in different areas? Talk about that process. Well, that's kind of what it is. It's like we, we none of us really work individually on our own as far as like, you know, trying to write music for the for the project. It's pretty much a has to be when we all get together. Yeah, and has to go through so what everybody. We, so, so what we do is um, we, we got a little place in, in, um, in Los Angeles. We kind of hub out of there. And it's like a little room that we've been renting for years. And we go in there and pretty much lock ourselves in there for like six hours, days, you know, from like noon to six. And, um, and everybody just starts making noise and reacting to one another. And, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully walk out there, walk out at the end of the day with a couple of great ideas. And, yeah. and so it's very much something that, that has to kind of organically happen when we get together. And, 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 and the fact that we don't see each other all the time. So when we do get together, it's always like this little spark of like, hey, you yeah, know, stuck. And, um, so that's kind of what it is, yeah. I mean, it's the best way we found that, that we get the best pr- product. Yeah, when yeah we, you get when together, we strap on your guitars, make a lot of noise, like you were saying. Make sure there's something recording everything and listen down to it later. You know, cherry pick the good stuff and pass it around, email it, you know, e- email the bad stuff to you. Just, just make sure everyone gets a chance to hear it all. Yeah, we, we broke it all up in, into sections. So we took us about, a little about, about a year and a half, I think, to write this record and record it. But we broke it up in like little sections, so it was like two week sessions, and then our ten day sessions, and we'd all go home for you know a month or so, and then come back and do it again. And so it was. Um when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. It's kind of cool to spread it out like that. You know what I mean? It's not like we just had to go in there and get it, get it done. Yeah. It, to me, it felt some shows like, too. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did put a couple shows in there and stuff like that. So well, it felt, it felt good. It felt like a good pace, and we weren't in any rush. Where did the inspiration for this album come from? Uh, a million places. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's not and, like, and because we spread things out like that, it's like, well, for one, we never go and make a record with the with the preconceived ideas of what we're trying to do. I mean, it's all it shall be. You know. <laughs> 
reactionaries to, yeah. to one another. You know what I mean? An so emotion, it's like, motive, so that's know. the idea. Just get in there and then everybody start reacting to one another and, and then mm-hmm. uh, and just fill it out. So it usually doesn't show its face until like you know way afterwards you know and then you kind of in retrospect you kind of listen to it and look back and go okay i, I kind of see where that came from or oh, i remember where i was at when i when when this came out or, or yeah. you know, what time of year this was some of the songs are exactly are you know a year a year older than yeah. some other other songs it's you know? true and some of them kind of like you know ideas come and go and then they come back again and stuff and you know you just have this whole thing but so it's just it's just life pretty much in general yeah. I mean, you know all of us kind of living our lives and and putting those influences yeah, from everywhere tons of into uh, what we what we make. What are your? I mean, feel free to. You can avoid this question if you want. We're going to edit this. But who has the worst writer you've ever seen? The worst writer? Yeah. I, I well, I never really see any any other people's writers. I mean, I guess you can look them up, but. I don't. I have no idea. I have no question answer for you on that one. Yeah, that's weird. Because I don't know. Cause people just get the things they like, you know. You hear horror stories, but I don't kind of believe them. I just feel like people just say whatever, you know, like fresh toilets. I have the list. This is something, <laughs> something I have witnessed before, was, uh, which was kind of which was very interesting, was um, Marilyn Manson. We were in, like, uh, we were in uh, South America or somewhere, and we all had, like, little trailers for dressing rooms. Well, he had, like, a, like a tent, whatever, and he has air. He had air blowing, like an AC on there. And I guess it was supposed to be like, you know, like zero, exactly at zero degrees or like pretty much just like, so they had like, um, they were, they were bringing in like extra, um, yeah. AC units to Struggle. like have in there to make sure it was that cold. And sure enough, I went into his room and it's, and it was fucking freezing. And, uh, and I guess there's like some shit where like, yeah, he won't play unless his, his dress room is like zero degrees. I don't know if he still does two. that, but I, that was, that was something I heard and then I witnessed it and felt it <laughs> for real. So I was like, damn like an ice chamber was he drinking like vodka inside or uh he's doing some stuff inside <laughs> having fun <laughs> Where, um tell me about like how did you get into craft beer because i feel like craft beer especially in california it's going through a huge it's blown up pretty hard um how'd you get into it and what are some of the breweries that you're really excited about um I'm not trying to think about how I actually, I mean, I just had like, you know, probably a, I mean, early on, since we're from Northern California, um, like the, one of the first beers, I guess that was sort of doing that kind of thing where more hoppy beers was Sierra Nevada. Um, so like pale ales, like when we, when we were young, we, we used to basically drink like, you know, like natural light and like, you know, just cheap beer, whatever beer was like cheap for a 12 pack. And then uh, whenever you, you came into some money, you'd be like, all right, you get a six-pack of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. And that was like, you know, like good beer for the time. I mean, it's, it's still pretty good, I guess. And, uh, and you'd, uh, but you'd have to drink one beer, and you'd be like, yeah, you feel nice and tasted good. Um, and we, we actually lived pretty, pretty close. I mean, that's, I think the brewery's in Chico, California, um, isn't it? And so um, we used to actually go play shows there in like Chico and they used to pay us like in pictures of Sierra Nevada like you, we, would, we would be cool with that like actually play a show and not get any money and just they say you can drink all the beer you can and we and as long as we sitting around Sierra Nevada so the shows usually be terrible <laughs> and um, but you know it was it was uh, so that was like probably the first kind of thing and then um, you know obviously just started really developing a taste for like you know real hoppy beers and stuff like that and then uh, I moved up north um, to Oregon maybe three years ago and like there's so many you know my especially even my town where i live there's like 
there's so many great ones um we actually just did a photo shoot at at, at one of them the other day called boneyard which is uh in bend oregon and it's a very small one they call it boneyard because they got all the recycled old um like uh, equipment from other breweries that the other breweries had thrown out and they pretty much like you know made it made a like homemade brewery just out of all recycled stuff so it's called boneyard and they have like you know some serious beers were like you know like 13 percent like the notorious yeah. ipa yeah they got one that's called suge knight yeah, yeah yeah that even no stefan was drinking them that yeah. day and stefan don't ever drink beer and that was great he was like all yeah, but they don't it. um so it's only you know it's only a keg you can't even get it in bottles and cans or anything um so yeah it, it's it's living up there it's 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 easy to like you know to research and kind of know what, what's up with what you like beer beer wise so what are besides there like what are some other breweries that you really like um there's one called crux um fermentation project that's really really good um and uh we're we're, we're talking with them right now actually about doing like a special run of, of deptones beers of our own something special um i mean the the biggest one the biggest uh well, there's 10 barrel which is pretty good um there's uh obviously deschutes um there's i mean there's a few of them there's some good um california ones too that i like um St. Archer is pretty good. Golden Road. Uh, um, um, there's a El Segundo Brewery, which is really good. Um, there's there's a lot of them. There's a place we go in, in uh, L.A. called uh, Tony's Darts Away, which which actually Vega likes because it's a uh, it's a uh, um, it's vegan. It's it's barbecue. Yeah, yeah. It's like sausages and everything. But the, everything they have normal, they have in vegan, vegan option well, too. Right. And then they have like just great all California um, craft beer. Why do you think it's become so accessible? I think exposure. You know, it's like totally exposure. When you get a chance to do that and your and your palate becomes refined, there's no going back really. It's like that with anything. Like when a coffee, I start drinking coffee, you drink cap, you know, crappy coffee, you know, you're drinking coffee from delis, and then you get a, a taste of like something that's like freshly roasted and it's like freshly ground, and then all of a sudden like the flavors jump out and there's just no turning back. You know, you can have. You might want to do it for some sort of aesthetical reason or some sort of stance, but like flavor-wise, once you get exposed to something, it just kind of like changes you. And it's like that with everything. It's like it's that like food. When I remember when I first started touring with these guys, like I never ate Thai food or shit like that. You know, I, was, I ate McDonald's and Mexican food. And then just traveling, your palate just opens and you yeah, start experiencing you get a chance, new things. Yeah. yeah, exposure is key. It's like it, it just like it informs you, gives you a chance, and it elevates you. So like with everything that we do, like people are like, I you know I don't drink beer. And uh, thinking back about like talking about food and um, beer, and I mean the fact that you guys are even talking about doing collaborations at breweries. Like, what do you make of? this trend of musicians doing more and more um, connections to food, as in whether it's a you know musician repping a liquor or a beer or a hot sauce label, like why do you think those two worlds are colliding? Because we live in a world that demands content constantly. <laughs> that is why. You but sound like my boss. <laughs> the truth of that is, is that they're not expecting to pay for it. So revenue streams are drying up and then people are taking their position to have, you know, they have an opportunity to open up a new revenue stream or do something that's cool and collaborative. And, you know, so people just doing it. And yeah, I mean, there's different reasons, you know, people yeah. doing it. But, I mean, ours would be more of a collaborative thing. I mean, you know, we love beer. 
you know, a lot of people that drink beer like like music. You know, it's just something like that. I don't think it's anything where it's like you know we're trying to capitalize on on you know are we like I said if it would be if we did a, a collaboration with uh, with brewery. I'd want it to be just great beer and obviously limited supply and then, you know, people who have it. You know, oh, and that's like an f- actual friend that made beer for you already. Oh, we did that too. Like yeah, we that had was a, that. We had Harris's dad made white pony. Oh, that, that's what I too. thought you were talking about. No, 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 no. Because, yeah, that's yeah, not the a- double hot pony. That was really good too. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, collaborating is, is one of the one of the reasons why we do all this. this, is this, this uh, that's what a band is. I mean, that's it's a bunch of dudes that just like are very different. <laughs> well, that too. So that was our lunch with the Deftones. Thanks so much to the band for taking the time to talk to us. I know you guys are so busy on tour. Our latest album, Gore, is out on iTunes. For more information, visit Deftones.com. On the next episode of Munchies, the podcast... The present and the future of Southern food doesn't just rely on white chefs, white cooks, white media personalities. I'll talk to culinary historian Michael Twitty about a current debate that's happening in the Charleston food scene over race and culinary justice. So check back in just two weeks for the latest installment. Until then, get all of our delicious Munchies content at munchies.tv. Keep us at Munchies on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook too. I'm Helen Holliman. I'll see y'all very soon. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.